Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. I saw this job, or I've always wanted to work at this firm, and you can psych yourself up for that before you go in. Some sort of reason for them to believe that you really want to work there. There's just so much growth potential. All right, this is a one of my favorite topics, and this is we. The past couple of weeks, we did cover letters, and then we also did a rev- webinar about resumes. And so this week, I'm going to start talking a little bit about interviews. And we may also do a webinar about interviews next week as well, because I think this is a very good topic. And it's it's a topic, frankly, where a lot of people mess things up. And so this is one of the biggest things that people make mistakes doing. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today, this particular topic. But I'll talk a lot more about general interviewing skills as well. But talking what you talk about and when you're talking about places, other places you're interviewing, other types of employers you're talking to is something that really teaches or gives a lot of information to employers about the type of the, whether or not you're a good applicant for their job. And so I'm going to talk a lot about that today. I have a funny story to tell. I was I just got into a fight with an attorney right before I got in this because uh, they were doing some work. The law firm was doing some work for us and doubled the price, which right before we were doing something, which is funny. So it's, it's, that's, that's what's going on. I'm a little distracted here. Okay, so this sort of so the this question a lot of people get this question when they're interviewing, and a lot of times that when you're talking to an employer, especially if it's in another city, but even if it's in your city, always going to ask you about if you're what other kind of places you're talking to, where else you're interviewing, and that sort of thing. And this particular question is extremely important, especially when it's a buyer's market, meaning when the law firms have the ability to hire a lot of people for each job and they have a lot of applicants. And that's the kind of market we're in right now. It's turned from a market where it was much easier for attorneys to get jobs than it is now. And now it's a very difficult market. So this is a very important question. And I'll talk to you a lot about it today. And it's honestly one of the most important questions you're ever going to be asked. Anytime you're asked to talk about other types of employers, you're giving away a lot of information in terms of what type of standards you have for yourself, what type of employer you want to work in, what practice setting you want to work in, what city you want to work in, all these sorts of things come up. How, however you respond to this is going to, in most cases, have a direct bearing of whether or not you receive an offer from the employer. You can answer it in a correct way. You can answer it in a way that's not correct. And you can answer in a way that's a neutral. I'm going to tell you today about how to answer it. And it's also important to, to note that you don't have to answer this question and it won't be asked by every employer. And honestly, I, I do feel like the question often is inappropriate because what they're doing is they're, it's a way for them to exclude you from the position. And, and there's a lot of questions like that in interviews, but if you volunteer this information, it's often going to hurt you. And, and if you are asked this question, however, and you don't answer it, you're not going to look good. And people don't like that as well. And, and it also hurts you in terms of the credibility and trust that an employer has with you and, uh, and a bunch of other things that we'll talk about as well. So, you have to ask it, but there's a couple things you need to keep in mind. And the first is if they, most employers, if they don't think you're their first choice employer or you're not going to want to work there, are unlikely to make you an offer. There's exceptions where people make offers to people when they don't think you're their first choice employer. But for the most part, if somebody hires you and is making you an offer, they definitely need to believe that you're someone that really wants to work there. And, and this question is important because it's going to give the employer an idea of why 
why you would be their first choice employer. And if an employer believes you're their first choice, you're going to be much better off. So the types of employers you say you're interviewing with are going to be a reflection of whether or not a person's going to be interested in you. And I see people go to work all the time that, you know, they're good joint firms that aren't their first choice initially or other practice settings that aren't. And firms that are good at recruiting often can convince people to join in the face of competing offers. But most part, the most part, an employer really wants to believe you're their first choice. And the majority of time, this is going to have a lot to do uh, whether or not your an offer is going to be extended. So the types of employers, which I'll get, I will talk about a lot today, are going to have a direct bearing on if it's a similar type of employer or if they're the only person they're interviewing with of whether or not the law firm is going to want to extend an offer. The second thing is how you justify why you're interviewing with other employers will also have a direct bearing on whether or not the employer makes you an offer. In addition to believing you're the first choice, employers also want to believe that you're likely to remain with them after joining. They want to know that you're the best fit among different offers and that if you were to get other offers from other places, you're more likely to stay there. And the employer also wants to believe that they're not making a mistake hiring you. So you have to be able to justify um, why, you know, where else you're interviewing and, and that's going to have a lot to do with it. This is the first rule, but before an employer, before you ever tell an employer who else you're interviewing with, the employer really needs to believe you're the first choice. And I'll tell you a couple quick stories here about this. And the first one is about it's related to interviewing and, and it's been directly, but I used to work for the admissions office for University of Chicago in Los Angeles. And, and I was volunteer position, but I would spend a lot of time. I was in charge of a big area of LA and I would interview and had interviewers working for me, but I was responsible for in making sure that alumni interviewed different people. And then I would also interview people. And it was a lot of people. It was hundreds of people that were applying all over LA. And I certainly was not the one making the ultimate decisions or anything along those lines, but uh, we did put together reports of every single person that we spoke with and whether or not they showed up at the interview and just a lot of detail. And, and then we would express our enthusiasm or lack of for different applicants. And these interviews sometimes would be hour or two hours in the name or sometimes less, but, but they did have some weight. And in some years I would personally, because I didn't have enough people doing the interviews, I might interview up to 50 people. And it's a pretty good college. It's usually ranked pretty well. I don't know what it is these days, but, but it's, uh, it's a good school. And, and so each year I would speak with these students and a lot of the people that apply to that school, especially because it's not necessarily a place you go to or apply to. No offense to the school, but it's not a, it's not a fun place. It's not like going to an Ivy League school or something. It's, it is a fun place, but it's more academic. And, and so people that are applying there really have to be a special kind of interest in that. And so I would ask a lot of people why they're interested in the university. And, and I always had a good understanding of the sorts of students that were likely to be happy and do well there. And, and most of the kids that I knew would do well would be people that have a lot of enthusiastic and compelling reasons for wanting to attend. If the school is ranked, I don't know what it's ranked. If they want to go to a highly ranked school, that's difficult to tell versus someone that really likes that school. So it's just these are not easy things to tell in an interview. If someone's applying to Harvard, for example, or, or Yale or something, people, it's, there's reasons for going there, but it's also, it's different. So there's a lot of people in the interviews that you interview. And so if someone's not qualified, it's pretty easy to spot them. But most of the people that were applying to this particular school were applying to Princeton, Yale, and other places as well. And my question always was, is if, if they're applying to T and University of Chicago and Harvard, why would they want to go to University of Chicago over one of these other schools? Because obviously the school, their interest is to admit someone that wants to go there. 
as opposed to lower their acceptance rate. And I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know anything about admissions other than I know that's something they want to do. So why does someone want to go to the FAP? Or why to that school? And that's something that all interviewers, whether it's a law firm or a college, are trying to figure out. But it's, but it's not the number one school. It might be number three or five, or I don't know, but it's not the number one school. You have to understand why people want to go there as opposed to other schools. And because it's not, if somebody gets into University of Chicago, they also get into Harvard, Princeton, or one of those schools, You don't, which one are they going to choose? Do they have reasons to go? Because they're competing for the same sorts of applicants. And that's the idea. So the rationale is similar to going on with what happens when people are interviewing with employers. So if you're interviewing with, and this is how employers think. So I'll just, I'll come back to this thinking process that goes on with a school like University of Chicago. But the idea is that if you're competing, if you're a major law firm, like a top AMLAW 100 law firm and someone else and you're, and then you're, when you're a smaller firm, if the smaller firm is interviewing someone that's also interviewing with AMLAW 100 law firms, that smaller law firm is likely to think if they do have those qualifications, why would they come to us if we're not ranked as highly and so forth? And it's very similar to, to that. If you're interviewing with a place like Google and a small 15-person law firm in Palo Alto that pays half of what Google does, most people would presume this is just for kind of a regular job necessarily. Uh, you're more likely to go to Google than the small 15-person computer firm. And I'm just talking about it as being an engineer or something along those lines. And so imagine what the 15-person computer firm is thinking if you tell them that you're interviewing with Google. They obviously would think that you probably would prefer, unless there's some incredible product and they're going to go public or something, obviously would think you'd probably prefer to work at Google than them because they pay less. There's less, maybe less opportunity. There's It's not as prestigious. The experience isn't going to be as good. They don't have as many resources. And imagine what Google is going to think if you tell them you're interviewing with that 15-person computer firm. They're likely to think you might not be that marketable or they might think that Google is going to reach for you and want to help you advance. But you need to put yourselves in the shoes of the person that's listening to, to who you're interviewing with. And the person is thinking, why would they come to us? Why would they interview at some place? Do they not think they can get a job at a place like this or that sort of thing? So when I ask myself, when I was interviewing people, I would ask them why they really want to attend. And because if they, if you really understand why the person wants to attend, then you, then that's going to be much more helpful. So you take into account things like the culture of the school, the values of the school, the, the type of people that go to the school and all these things. And that's obviously different than someone that goes to other types of schools because it's a primarily just an academic place. It's not that'll, it's never been a lot of fun. It doesn't have a lot of sports teams and things. It's just a different type of place. And, and so if you get the right answers, you know, that's w- what happens. And so when I would interview people, I would basically li- listen to their reasons and, and see if their background looked at, similar to what I was looking for and, and to the type of people that team seemed to go there. And and if I really did believe that the person was the it was their first choice, and you could often tell that very easily, a lot of times uh, they would come out of academic families and they're all sorts of things that would and they would and you would just know and so if you say this is obviously this person's first choice and they're confident they'll come if they're admitted that's very helpful and and if you can say that they share stuff in common with the types of people that are there and and everything then that's very helpful as well and and so when when an employer is interviewing you the same sort of logic applies they receive a lot of very highly qualified people that are applying 
And if they think you'll never take an offer, they're unlikely to be interested in speaking in not only speaking with you, but in, in, uh, in hiring you after interviewing you. There's just no reason because if you do get an interview and the employer thinks you want to go to a more prestigious employer and they're not that prestigious, they're unlikely to make you an offer unless you have really good reasons for working there. So if it's, if the firm is really good in your practice area or they have that it's easier for people can make partner there easily, more easily, or they're, they have a certain type of, I don't know, the, a reputation in your market or friend, you have friends that are there. And there has to be some sort of reason for them to believe that that they re- that you really want to work there. Just think about it from the employer's point of view. When you interview people for a job, you want to make sure that you're bringing in people that are likely to want to work there and stay in the long run. And there's stuff we'll talk about when we do the Q&A today, but people, when they're interviewing people, the questions are, do you want the job? Do you, will you stick around long-term? Are you you cultural fit? Like all these things that are intangibles out of the six things that we always talk about every week. This is one of the most important. The law firm needs to believe this. And I deal with attorneys at great firms all day. And a lot of these attorneys do want to go to law firms that are smaller and pay less. And and often they believe believe that the ones that want to go to a smaller firm, that the smaller firm would die to have them. But the opposite is often true. They, If the attorneys come in from a much better law firm, the smaller firm and its attorneys might be intimidated. They might think, why would this attorney want to work for us they've, if they've never worked in such a small firm? And why? what is wrong? And, and people don't, it doesn't make people comfortable spending time with others that think they're better than them or that think they have better experience or all that sort of thing. It's just, it doesn't work. And, and just think about in your experience with that. If you were, if I had, if I suddenly, I think fairly highly of myself, not in a narcissistic sort of way, but if I had to start spending all my time with super billionaires that are, I don't know that I would be as comfortable as I would be with people that are more like myself. And it's like that with everyone's. And, and you, you want to be around that. And the types of friends that you spend your time with are an example. I don't know, but this is if you went into public school and you're now uh, you're practicing law and so forth, your high school friends might be a good example. A lot of those people depend on the school, but maybe haven't done a lot with their lives and you're not the same person. And they're not the same person anymore. So when I was, it's just funny, I was a wild kid and didn't get asked back in a school in eighth grade and had some issues. And then I suddenly became a great student and all my friends went the other direction and they weren't comfortable with me anymore and and vice versa. And and they just, they don't like the same thing with people that you may have grown up with that are not doing much. I go back to my hometown where I grew up and kids I was friends with are doing things like working in hardware stores and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just but they're not it's not people that I would spend all my time with now. And and I'm sure you're in that situation as well. And they would be uncomfortable with doing that. It doesn't apply to all your past friends, but it, it probably that sort of thing would apply to a lot of people. Once you become a professional and go to law school and 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 it, they're uncomfortable. Again, people often marry in their religion. They marry people that are similar to them. And if people are in a role where one person thinks are better than the other and the other person it's just it doesn't work and people don't like to be reminded of their inadequacies and, and employers are the same i'm just giving you information about how it works with when you're trying to get a job in a law firm and how when you're interviewing you need to be at the people need to believe that if you're not at your at their level somehow and i I don't know how to explain that other than you, you need to, people need to believe that this is the type of group that you want to be with and, and that you don't want to be with another type of group. And 
law firms are just fascinating because they're each of them is, a, is its own culture and they're just different types of places and some are and they different practice areas and certain people are just different do you want to take back control of your legal career we have a solution for you harrison barnes the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience hosts weekly webinars followed by live q a sessions every wednesday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern these webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. I had a funny experience when I was graduated from high school. I was a garbage man for the Department of Public Services, and, and I was at the, the, this is my first job, and, and it's a long story. I've written an article about it at some point, but it's called a garbage man story. But I was I was at this place for, I don't know, a month or so, and I got fired. And, and I was like, why are you firing me? And I was like, the guy said, you belong, and I didn't think it was true. But he said, you belong in a, this is the manager, he said, you belong in an office and it's making the guys that are working here as a career uncomfortable. And I thought I was getting along just fine. I didn't, I don't know, uh, I was having a nice time with them, and but that's what he said. And I ended up becoming a contractor. I was, I had done contracting work before and was asphalt. But the point was, is that I was expelled from a group because I wasn't like them and I didn't, I thought I was. I didn't think there was anything. But people can sense this. So law firms are unique. And law firms do not want to hire people that that think that they're better or going to make people uncomfortable there and that don't fit in. And if you look like you're a better fit in a different type of group, that's going to make the law firm uncomfortable. And that's just something to realize. You may be interviewing with, I don't know, but there's all sorts of different cultures, different types of firms and different prestige levels of firms. And and if you're interviewing with a firm, you look like you could work at a firm like that's not necessarily good. Another thing that's very interesting, and I will I could talk about this forever. But my my first year of recruiting, I was all over it. Like I, every candidate I talked to several times a week and from the firm and I just I, it's unfortunate that I don't have the time to, to do that because I love it. But, but, and I never had a candidate get an offer that wasn't accepted. They accepted every offer then. And it's interesting. And, uh, and that was one of my secrets. I think it still is to the extent I'm involved in day to day recruiting. But if a law firm believes that an offer if made is going to be accepted, that's a big deal. Like they are, they are much more likely to make offers almost as a game changer if they believe that. And this is something we also do with all of our candidates. And this is something you should do in your interviews. If someone believes that if you will accept an offer, if it's given, and it's better to communicate that through a recruiter because it's like they're getting inside information. If you do it yourself, it looks a little desperate sometimes. But if you've had very good interviews and and you can give the firm the idea that it's their first, your first choice and they like that. Law firms hate it. It's very embarrassing for a law firm. And I don't know why it works this way, but law firms are very uncomfortable making offers that are un, un, not accepted. And not only that, but when law firms deal with recruiters, they don't like to make offers that aren't accepted because it makes, it just makes it, it makes it look, makes the recruiter look like the recruiter hasn't talked the person into, into positives of the firm. But it also is embarrassing because the law firm feels like that they made a mistake and wasted time or they, and so this is part of the dance that's going on. Like when you're interviewing with someone, I can't overemphasize this, the, 
if the law firm feels like you're going to accept the offer, and then they're much more likely to make an offer because they don't want to be embarrassed. These schools too, like uh, I shouldn't be talking about some of the stuff I know, but law schools and colleges and are very good at massaging wait lists and doing all these things to make sure that their 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 acceptance numbers are as low. Like the people like that accept the offers are high compared to the whole game. But law firms are very upset about making offers that aren't accepted because it, it just, it's, I don't know, it makes them feel inferior. It, it makes the, another law firm feel unattractive. It makes the attorneys in the firm that made the offer feel like something is better at another employer. And it's, it's a, it makes them feel like they haven't done their job. So they're all like poking around and, and trying to see when they're interviewing you, if you're the type of person that's likely to take the offer, if it's extended. And they only do that by feeling this kind of cultural and this connection and you understanding and liking them and all these different sorts of things. And again, like just take the University of Chicago example. So if I think, I don't know what their acceptance rate is, but it's probably, I don't know, 10%. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, if they start just making offers to everyone that's got great grades and, and I don't know, then that's not going to, that's going to drive those acceptance rates way up. And, and everyone, then they're not going to, and those people, same people are going to go to Princeton and all these other schools. So they need to basically know in order to protect themselves and their rankings and all these things that by keeping those acceptance rates down, they are able to be considered a better school, frankly. So think about that. So that, and they do that by understanding if this, is this someone that's going to accept the offers? And they do that by seeing how, if it really looks like their first choice. And again, there's a lot I'm talking about here. And if it's not making sense, you can ask questions, but this is very important. So again, how does the question of who else you're interviewing fit in this equation? So the first thing is you need to answer the question. Again, it's never going to be asked in the beginning of the interview, but it may come up in chat. And, and the employer, before they, before they, before you answer this question, you somehow need to convince them that you're their first choice. You don't need to tell them that, but, but giving them that idea is going to be helpful. And again, we'll talk about this right now. So th this is the 15-person computer firm. So if you want to get a job in a 15-person computer firm, and you're also interviewing at Google and could get the job, you need to walk into that interview and convince them that this is where you really want to work. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And, and you do that in a lot of ways. One would be maybe you know someone at the firm that has said good things about it and sold you on it and, and the opportunity and you believe in the product or the people or something. And, and maybe it's some sort of work you've been interested in since high school and read about it and there's some sort of stuff in your background that has it. Maybe the office is right across the street from your house. I don't know. There could be a bunch of reasons. Maybe you're attracted to smaller groups and, and you always have been and 
Maybe you also went to a really small college and I don't know, but things you, you need the collegiality of a small group and you need to feel like your work is seen and you've had experiences with people that worked at big places like Google that didn't like it. You need an arsenal to give the employer compelling reasons to hire you. I'm sure that everyone that's listening to this has had this experience is when you're talking to people, you watch them and you watch their face. And sometimes people will start smiling. When you say something, sometimes people will start frowning. And so if you're interviewing at a small firm and you're also interviewing at a big firm, but you start talking about the reasons at the small firm why you don't, you don't want to work at a big firm and how everything's much better at a, at a smaller firm and you go into details about that, you'll often see the person start smiling as opposed to if you just say, oh, I'm also interviewing this big firm and they might start frowning. So you make people happy and you make people feel good about the situation they're in or whoever you're interviewing because people want to feel good. People that are at small firms often feel, not often, but some of the time, will feel intimidated by big firms. People that are at big firms will feel to feel flattered about pointing out the benefits of whatever the employer is and how it applies to you is going to make people happy. And so if you give the, this is back to the computer firm, if you give them enough reasons why you're a good fit, they're going to look at the fact that Google is interviewing you also as something that verifies your worth in the market. It'll make them say, wow, this person turned, if you are able to get an offer there and it's where you do want to work, they'll say, wow, this person turned down an offer at Google to work with us. And small law firms always love saying things like our attorneys are able to get offers from big firms or they chose us or they, our attorneys come from these firms and big firms. But again, the small firm needs to believe that you're their first choice over Google. And if you take an offer from them over Google, it's a major vote of confidence in the small company. And they will use, they will tell everybody, all their employees, all the people that they interview with in the future, how someone as smart as you was able to choose them over a major company like Google. And it will make them feel good about themselves if they believe that you're likely to take the offer. So a lot of the ways I would always often, this is just an example of Chicago, you'd have to understand whether or not the student was really interested in the opportunity. And you can do that in some different ways. So an example is a lot of I don't know what's going on in California, but it certainly wasn't like that where I grew up in outside Detroit. But all these people seem to have really good SAT scores. And, and so you'd see people all the time that have high 1500s on their SATs and, and things like captain the football team and student council president and uh, all these things. And my school was the top school that they were applying to. Obviously, the job is easy. But if there was a reason that the person was interested in them with these kind of qualifications and turning the SETs and the student council president, all these kind of things that kids do. But but even if the student had these qualifications, if they were applying to more prestigious schools, I would really have to judge whether or not uh, the student was interested in my school. Because why would I, why would someone give an offer to someone to attend a school, lower your acceptance rates and so forth, if they really weren't interested in your school. And this is what the people are trying to figure out. So the if their parents went to the university and they always wanted to go there, that would make it easy. If they attended the university for a summer school or something like that, would also make it easy. If they worked for a professor at the university during high school or something like that, uh, that would make it easy if uh, there's some professor that they read about or they followed their books and study and 
and communicating with and wanting to study them, that would make it easy. These are little things, but they're connections and things that make it easy for, for someone interviewing them to understand that this firm is likely to be this person's first choice. Even without this information, the stellar applicant is still going to get a serious consideration. The point is, is your interviewer wants to be able to say the school is their first choice. I believe them it's their first choice. And an employer wants the same assurances as well. So they need to be given at the interview stage and they need to be given early. And I, again, I can't emphasize this enough. If someone believes that you're their first choice and you have the qualifications to work there, it's going to get you a job over anybody else that they interview with if you do it. Now, there are some employers that will choose the person for the job with the best qualifications, but someone liking them is is more important. And when an employer believes you're your first choice, you're gonna have a much better chance of getting the job. And, and if you apply to enough employers and package yourself correctly, you know, and you know how to do this, you're going to get several offers and you're going to be asked in interviews who else you're speaking with. And, and it's going to have a strong bearing on who hires you. Again, we're going to talk a lot more about this in the next few minutes. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 